Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today, I just wanted to put on my hat as the Gin Chief Editor and congratulate the companies that won the Game of the Year awards, which are out now. Uh, they are, well, you know, it's actually it's nobody that's on my staff that, well, a few of us voted, but... The neat thing about the Game of the Year Awards with GameIndustry.com is that we let you guys, the listeners, uh, uh, pick the pick the games. Uh, and I think we're pretty unique among that. Uh, we're sort of the People's Choice Awards, I guess, of the game industry. And sometimes that leads to some interesting um, choices <laughs> that our uh, uh, reviewers and our editors that work here sometimes are scratching their heads a little bit, like, why did you pick that game and why not this game? But you know that's uh, that's what happens when you uh, when you let uh, the people decide. I think that I think that we probably give the best example, at least, of what the public's thinking. Um, in the nomination phase, we had over 20,000 people participate. And, you know, the nomination phase, that's work. That's not just looking at five titles and saying, eh, I like that one best. No, the nomination phase is actually writing down, you know, what game in different categories you think deserves to be nominated. And, you know, it takes a lot of thought, and not everybody uh, likes to do it. You know, it can, it can make your brain hurt, all that thinking. But 20,000 of you did, and... Uh, uh, so kudos to you. Great job. I think you made some great picks for the nominations. Um, as with last year, we had over 100,000 people who voted in the final phase. And that's the one where you get to uh, look at the the top nominees, uh, the five of the people that got the most uh, nominations, and pick your winner based on those five. And, and so, uh, you know, and, and so, of course, we appreciate everybody that did that, too. It's not it's not like that was an easy task, because there were a lot of good games this year. If you'd like to see who the Game of the Year winners are, you can simply go to GameIndustry.com and click on the giant, big, gin winner circle button in the upper corner, and you can uh, go right to the page. Um, actually, from that page, where you can see the, the winners for this year, at the very bottom... You can click and see who the winners were every single year going all the way back to 1998 when we started the competition. So, you know, pretty interesting stuff. Um, just want to go over a couple of the, of the winners. Uh, I know some of our editors, uh, Shella and Todd have both commented on, you know, what they think about the, 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 uh, competition and what they think about who won this year. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that. Pseudo debate. Uh, I just want to congratulate all the people that won. Uh, for uh, best adventure game, uh, you guys picked Assassin's Creed 3, uh, which I thought was an amazing choice. Uh, really great game. Uh, I had trouble with it just because I was playing it on the PC, and I, it's not really that optimized for the PC. I mean, I've got a pretty nice gaming rig, and it had some problems. Um, so uh, I think a lot of the people that played it and had a really good experience were playing it on the console, which is which is fine. I mean, it, it ran okay on the PC, but I, I think it could have been optimized a little bit better. Uh, so it didn't win for PC Game of the Year, thankfully, uh, but it definitely deserves the adventure game title. 
for the best family game, we have um, Crazy Machines 2 Complete from Viva Media, and that is a great pick, you guys. Uh, actually, Crazy Machines has won before in the past uh, for different versions. That's kind of a Rube Goldberg-type game. You've got this Crazy Machines, like a giant mousetrap game that you're building and stuff, and people, I guess our readers, you guys tend to like that kind of thing, because like I say, I know the series has won before for different things, uh, and uh, the Crazy Machines 2 Complete took all that great stuff and put it together in one package. They're selling it on Steam for like, uh, I want to say 20 bucks. It might even be cheaper than that. So it's a great deal and, you know, a fun for all ages. Certainly a great family title. So congratulations to Viva Media and uh, the Crazy Machines 2 Complete win. Uh, we also have for Best Online Only Game, that was a category we started uh, was it last year or the year before? And this is for any game that requires you to be online to play it. Uh, so it doesn't have to be an MMO. And in fact, in this case, it wasn't an MMO because the winner this year was War of the Roses. Now that was a real ballsy title to come out from uh, um, Fat Shark was the developer and Paradox was the uh, publisher because that was an online battle game. That was... You know, two sides, you suit up in your armor and you go out and fight other people in a real bloody, real get down in the blood and the mud conflict. It is, it is a tough game. I mean, it's, it's not like a shooter where you're just running around. I mean, you gotta, if you're like a bowman, you really gotta take aim and it's hard to, to kill somebody. So, you know, it's a, it's a really, it's a really cool game. It's really hardcore. I'd say, I'd say, War of the Roses is probably the hardest of the hardcore games that won this year, and uh, it's a it's a really good choice. And I was glad to see that uh, you know the the companies took a risk on it and uh, were successful. Uh, for best puzzle game, we have House of a Thousand Doors: Family Secrets. We had so many puzzle games this year. I, I mean, there's been a real resurgence of both the interactive puzzle game, which is like the traditional adventure games. Uh, of the yesteryear, uh, and also a huge amount of popularity of the point and click and the find, find an object type of games. Uh, House of a Thousand Doors Family Secrets sort of mixed all those genres into one thing, and it was, uh, it's a great game. Uh, I would highly recommend anybody who likes any type of adventure or puzzle games to play it. I am terrible at puzzle games. In fact, I kind of suck at them. Uh, but I did watch our puzzle reviewer, Greg Crow, uh, play this one. I sat over his shoulder, just pretty much mesmerized the entire time watching him play. I, I gave him a couple hints, like, hey, is, is that a wrench there? And, and I, I might have helped him. I probably hindered him more than I actually helped him, but it, it was fun. <laughs> so I'd highly recommend all you puzzle gamers uh, to give that one a try, because that was really a, a great example. Best RPG. This one tickled me to death. Uh, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition 1. The reason I thought that was so cool was because, remember how I said at the beginning of the show that you could, from the Game of the Year page, you could click on anything going all the way back to 1998? Do that. Go back to 1998 and take a look and see what was the Game of the Year as voted by you or, well, whoever was reading us back in 1998, that was Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate won back in 1998, and here, the Enhanced Edition, it's been uh, remade, re-enhanced. It's essentially the same game with better graphics, 
uh, a new content pack uh, and everything. It's it's nice. It's a great game. I've been playing it pretty much nonstop. So everything old is new again. Look at that. It won in 1998, and the enhanced version wins in 2012. <laughs> I was I was really happy about that. Uh, the best shooter, and there were a lot of good shooters this year, uh, was voted on by you. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Uh, pretty much kind of like a combat sim of what it'll be like in 2025. You know, you got drones flying around, and there's, there's almost been like an entire culture developed around the, the Call of Duty series. I mean, there's, you know, there's guilds and teams and clans and everybody that, that get together and fight each other and, and have a good time and, and, Believe me, Activision put one of the biggest marketing campaigns ever together to support this title. So it wasn't really surprising to me that the Call of Duty Nation came and, and voted it uh, best shooter. Uh, and it, I, I think it deserves it. Uh, simulation. Simulation is a genre that has been sort of sort of getting a little bit less popular. It's, it's you know, where, where shooters are kind of on the rise, simulations are kind of waning. But there's still a lot of really good sims. And this year, uh, uh, you guys picked Train Simulator 2013 as the game of the year. Really nice game. I mean, it's it's fun to drive the train, and uh, I could see it. It's, it's accurate enough that it could probably be a teaching tool. So if you want to learn how to drive a locomotive... You know, <laughs> you know, brush up by playing this game. You, it might, might, I don't know, get you a couple credits off of train school if you get really good at it in the game. Uh, we also have for sports game, uh, now here's a neat one because most of the other publications, usually they pick like a Madden title or a baseball title. You guys, you guys, all our, of our readers, you guys pick soccer an awful lot, and I think that's pretty cool because, uh, you know, soccer's a sport, especially in the United States, that doesn't get a whole heck of a lot of respect, uh, at least compared to other things. But uh, here, consistently, soccer games have won, and you picked FIFA uh, Soccer 2013. Uh, so congratulations to them, and uh, I guess you guys get a real kick out of soccer. <laughs> uh, best strategy game was a game that uh, I definitely voted for. Put my put my vote behind my one vote of of uh, <laughs> my one little tiny vote in a sea of a hundred thousand others. But still, I was there on the winning team, and that was XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, Firaxis just did a beautiful job. That is the most amazing game. Um, you know, Greg Crow. I I kind of use him as my uh, as my. Um, uh, guinea pig, and he had never played an XCOM game before. I grew up playing the XCOM games, so I knew, you know, all about them and everything. So I was looking at it from one angle. Greg had never played XCOM before, so he started playing XCOM Enemy Unknown, and I think he stayed up for three days straight just playing it. I mean, it's it's a really great game, good graphics, just beautiful. Uh, you know, definitely pick that one up uh, if you guys get a chance. Uh, and it's out for, you know, every type of um, console and PC that you can imagine. Best environment was Far Cry, Far Cry 3. Uh, I read an interesting editorial from somebody that doesn't work for Jin, but he was asking... Uh, when did the Far Cry series get so good? Which was I thought was kind of funny. And, uh, you, you know, Far Cry has always been beautiful looking. I mean, the original Far Cry was amazing. You know, the whole thing about the, the stupid alien or, you know, gorilla monsters or whatever was kind of stupid. But, but you know, it's a beautiful world. And so Far Cry 3, all they had to do was they kicked up the environment 
so that it's a tropical island and it is absolutely gorgeous. The best looking game you'll ever see, at least as of now. Uh, especially on a PC that with the settings all maxed out. It's just incredibly, ridiculously realistic looking. And they got rid of all the ridiculousness like, um, like weapons degrading and things like that. So it turned out to just be a really awesome game. So congratulations to the Far Cry team. Uh, well-deserved best environment, uh, Far Cry 3. It's as close as you can get to Rook Island uh, and the tropical uh, paradise there without actually contracting malaria. Uh, the best uh, expansion pack or DLC, that went to Skyrim, Dragonborn, the Dragonborn DLC. You know, it's interesting. Bethesda always comes out with like a bunch of... Um, a bunch of really cool DLCs for their games, and usually, like, the third or fourth one is the one that everybody wants. It's never the first one. They never... The first one always kind of sucks. The first one's always, like, Operation Anchorage or something, or Horse Armor. <laughs> God, Horse Armor. Uh, but, you know, and then they, they get into it, and then they come out with this uh, uh, one that's just, like, the beast that everybody wants, and that was Do- Dragonborn. Great game. Uh, you get to go back and see... Um, the island of Solstime, which is off the coast of Morrowind. So it was almost like uh, playing Morrowind again, so a lot of us got a kick out of that. So congratulations. You know, it's we thought it was going to be a year without a Skyrim title, but there they are with uh, the Dragonborn DLC. Best original soundtrack, uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2. Just some beautiful music there. I know that uh, some people were disappointed that the Final Fantasy XIII 2 wasn't more active, didn't get didn't get into more categories and and maybe it should have but uh it would have been a real crime if it didn't make it in the in the original soundtrack category because it's a game where you can really just close your eyes and listen to the to the soundtrack it's it's really that good so good for them uh apple <laughs> ios game was army of darkness it was a tower defense game they're very popular on the handheld platform and that was a really funny one based on the army of darkness movie um the best uh, DS or 3DS game was actually a 3DS title, which was Solid Snake Eater 3D, taking that Metal Gear experience to the uh, 3DS. And according to our reviewer, they did a really good job with the 3D, which, believe me, not every 3DS game can say. Sometimes the 3D is, at best, a gimmick, and at worst, it kind of detracts from the gameplay. So it was really cool to see one that really enhanced it, so that was cool. Uh, the best PC game was Diablo 3. I, I know me being a hardcore Diablo player, I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for the next Diablo title. And I was really happy with Diablo 3. I mean, it's not a deep role-playing game by any means. It's, it's hack and slash to the X, X nth level. <laughs> um, but you know, that was what the original ones were like. And it was nice to see that Diablo 3 kept that flavor. And, uh, and did a, a nice job on the, uh, on the PC. Uh, m- more than enough to capture the best PC game of the year title. On the PlayStation 3, Assassin's Creed 3 made the uh, jump again. Now, Assassin's Creed 3 is a multi-platform title. It's out for the PC, the Xbox 360, but uh, it seemed to really be embraced by PS3 gamers. I'm, I'm not sure if that was because of the advertising campaign that sort of uh, pushed it on the PS3 or what, but you know, PS3 gamers seemed to really like Assassin's Creed 3, and that was their pick for Game of the Year. Uh, on the Wii... Uh, it was Skylanders Giants, uh, which was uh, just a mega title, sold millions, and that's the one where you have the little statues, and you sit them on a ring, 
and they actually warp, if you will, into your game, which is uh, kind of a really cool idea. And then your kids get the little uh, figurine as kind of like a toy to play with, and they also get access to that character in the game, which is, is pretty darn brilliant if you think about it. Um, on the 360, the uh, game of the year was Halo 4. No real surprise there. Halo is pretty much Halo and Xbox. You, you almost can't have one without the other, you know? And uh, But the thing about Halo 4 was that new developer 343 Studios uh, really strived uh, to make the Halo game. They're, they're, uh, they wanted to put their own stamp on it, and it, it was really hard for them. They wanted to stay true to the past while also bringing up a whole bunch of new features, and darn if they didn't do it. What a great title, and, you know, it's the type of game that if you... It's worthwhile to buy an Xbox 360 just to get access to Halo 4. It's really it's really that good, uh, and I think people that do that won't be disappointed. Uh, for Game of the Year, we had two. We had, of course, the overall, which I'll announce in a second, or if you're following along, you can just look. <laughs> but we had another title that was kind of like a black sheep title, I guess. Uh, you know, nobody really thought it would win too much, but it got so many votes. So the way we do it is if it gets over half the amount of the winner, uh, so the number of votes in the winner, we had 100,000 people vote. Uh, so let's say 80,000 of them voted for ga- for the overall game of the year, the one that eventually won. If, if at least... Um, if, if at least like half that number voted for another title, then we we have a runner-up slot. So there's not a runner-up slot every year. In fact, most years don't have a runner-up slot. But this year, uh, the the runner-up was actually fairly close in votes to the overall to the overall title. And the runner-up is Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored was uh, developed by Arcane Studios and was published by Bethesda Softworks. And it was a really cool game. I I was going to skip it, to tell you the truth, and then uh, Marie Flanagan was playing it, and she was telling me just how amazing it was, and how they did a, it's kind of like a steampunk world, and it's it's a shooter, but it's also an adventure game, and uh, it's, uh, so I started playing it, and I was, I was just thrilled, I mean, it's new IP, which is something we don't see that often, and it was a, it presented a really good story, some really neat magical powers, and uh, just a really cool game world to move around in. Really good um, gameplay elements. It, it was a good title, and it, I think it deserves... I think I would have been happy if it won Game of the Year, but I think it, it definitely deserves to be the runner-up uh, Game of the Year title. And the overall Game of the Year was Call of Duty Black Ops 2, uh, which also won Shooter of the Year. So uh, most, almost every year, the title that wins Game of the Year also wins a category or two. In some cases, like in the case of Skyrim, Skyrim won like six categories and then took the Game of the Year title. Uh, but in this case, uh, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 2 only won Shooter, but it was it had more than enough to make it the uh, the Game of the Year. Uh, and like I say, um, Activision and developer uh, Treyarch, uh, they really found a winning formula. And uh, so... I think that we're going to see lots more to come. They're already supporting the title with lots of DLC and uh, an, an advertising campaign that continues to roll on. We're seeing a lot of movies and things like that to support the game even now. So it's safe to say that Black Ops 2 will be around for a while, and we're probably going to definitely be seeing Black Ops 3. Uh, probably maybe when the new consoles come out, that'll be when the next one uh, hits, but uh, Call of Duty, it's a juggernaut again, and it probably will be uh, for some time. 
So those are your picks for the game of the year. Uh, feel free to head over to GameIndustry.com and check them out. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, and YouTube. And we have made it very convenient for you to find us at all those places. Just go to GameIndustry.com and there are buttons right in the upper left corner of every page that will take you to all those sites. So pin us and plus us and friend us and tweet us. We, we don't mind. You know, we can, we can handle it. <laughs> so, uh, until next time, again, thanks to all the people who voted. A hundred thousand gamers cannot be wrong, can they? <laughs> Some of our colonists might think so, but I think that you guys did a really good job, and thank you for taking the time to vote, and I'm sure the companies that make the games that we all love really appreciate it. And congratulations to all the winners. Uh, we hope to see all of you in the winner circle next year. Until next time, take care, everybody. I'm John Breeden, and I'll see you right here at GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. Thank <laughs> you.